Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom, your one-stop shop for bargain basement idioms. Buy one word, get two free. Wow, that was good. Ah, I meant to do it better, but thanks. No, I enjoyed it. Oh, I was going to say two words for the price of one. Oh, two words for the price of one. Because you get that whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. I, you know, if you, I think if you listen back to most of the episodes, it kind of starts with a whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because you kind of do that a lot. Oh. But, everybody but needs a thing. It's an, enjoy, it's an enjoyable thing that you do, though. <sighs> ah. Hey, so this is uh, episode 15 of Don't Be an Idiom. Sure we is. are leaving for Japan in like a week. Yeah. Liter- actually, literally a week because we need to go to the airport hotel next Monday. Yeah, we're good recording old. on a Monday. It's a Monday night. Late Ooh. Monday night. Late Monday night. I had my last day of school ever on Friday. Well, the school that I was teaching at. Wow. It was Friday. Walk, walking out of there, done forever. Never going to see it again. It was weird. I've been there for eight years. Wow. Yeah. couple Italian birds flying in the breeze. Just, so, <laughs> just really flip those Italian birds right up. Watch them fly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, felt I probably felt fucking great. <laughs> um, you I still have a few days wish. of work left, I guess. Huh? My school is dumb. No, it's good, but I love it. You you look great. Thanks. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna mention the wife beater party today. Oh yeah. So uh, our friend Roger's thirty fourth birthday yep. was yep. yesterday, and we all got together today, and we uh, all wore wife beaters. And it was nice. Look, I never I don't think I've worn a wife beater since I was sixteen. I feel like when we were in high school and we were punks, there was a lot of wife beater things going on. Yeah, it's good. It's a good look for a young But you punk. never dropped it. I did. I dropped it for a long time oh. and then uh started wearing them under my business clothes. They look I can see the outline sometimes and I go, That was a tough man. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Tough boy. That's good. Uh Albert brought up uh something to me, uh, asked me some questions about the song Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were listening to a different song. Yeah, what was that song? It's that uh, Angel in the Centerfold. Yeah. Angel in the Centerfold. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. That reminded Where'd you come from? Where did you go? Same song. Yeah, it kind of feels like that's a little similar to Cotton Eye Joe. And yet nobody's talking about it. Not enough people are talking about it. What do you know about Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, uh, I mean, if you listen to the words, he blames not being married on his friend Cotton Eye Joe. He says, you know, if it wasn't for my friend Cotton Eye Joe, I'd be married a long time ago. Correct? Yeah. Th- those are the first two lines. Right. Yeah. Then where did you come from? Where did you go? <gasps> right. He's gone. He's gone. So it, it's he's, this guy's essentially blaming Cotton Eye Joe for not getting married. And then Cotton Eye Joe leaves him in a lurch. Well, he said this, the verses, he brought disaster wherever he went. Yeah. The hearts of girls uh, was to hell broken scent. Broken scent? Yeah, I don't Like really, a smell? I don't really get No, no, no. no. <laughs> they all ran away uh, <laughs> so nobody would know and left only men because of Cotton Eye Joe. Whoa. You see, I feel like there is a deep... A deep reference. I think Cotton Eye Joe is a drug. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, 
I'd been married a long time I, ago. I, I think he's a drug. I think this guy was partying. Mm. And then he's like, you know, I'm having so much fun. I don't need no girlfriend, no wife. And then, you know, he runs out of the drugs. All the girls are scared off by having him acting all crazy all the time. And now he's old. I thought you meant that Cotton Eye Joe was a symbol for drugs. That's what I'm saying. Oh. This guy is like blaming his quote unquote friend, Cotton yeah. Eye Joe. Cause yeah. You know, made him feel good. Yeah, heroin. I'm so thinking. Cotton Eye Joe's just heroin. Cotton mouth? When do you get cotton mouth? Uh, when you eat cotton, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, you gotta swallow that. You gotta swallow it you down. You just leave it in your mouth. No. Cotton eyes. What are cotton eyes? I feel like. I mean, it's... if you rub your eyes against cotton, they're red. You think? If you're allergic to cotton. <laughs> yeah, I think if anything. Even if you're not allergic, can you imagine rubbing cotton on your eyeballs? I think we we just need to dedicate a whole episode to this. Okay, yeah, we're getting yeah, but well, it's it's food for thought. Food for thought. We just wanted to bring it to the audience, let you guys think about it for yeah. a little bit. Next time it comes on, maybe don't be so quick to turn it off. I feel like I've never heard any of those lyrics you just said. That's I've the verse. Oh, I, I, that's what I mean. Like I've I've never heard any other words i'll tell you what both verses have the same lyrics i got oh. the lyrics up right here oh okay so there's not that many lyrics Man. it's just a chorus and a verse repeated three times those guys must be rich so rich maybe a whipping boy will one day kind of get into the radio circuit our whipping boy song yeah i mean i could see yeah, one of I, maybe all of our songs could get to the same level. Listen, in case you guys have not been listening yeah, to the all end, the way to the end. <laughs> we've been writing this song a week for you guys. Yeah, so you better be listening to those last busting our humps minutes. over here. <laughs> and I don't feel like anybody's saying anything. <laughs> maybe they're just really bad, or maybe they're speechless. <laughs> they're probably speechless. Yeah, I mean the Whipping Boy song. Man, I, I love that song. Yeah. I like the, uh, what else do I like? I like the Spring Hill Jack song, too. I like it, too. I like all the stuff, <laughs> you know? There's a few I could leave out. Oh, don't tell me. I don't want to know the ones you don't like. I like them all. It's like our very first one. It's just horns. Oh, uh, uh, oh but that's... That's classic. Yeah, well, that was our, yeah, it was we our didn't classic know outro. Yeah, we didn't know yet. You know, people are lucky out there. I mean, we were just going to use that every time. Yeah. Actually, in my uh, in my mind, I never it was never really, I never really felt that way. I mean, either. Not really. No, man. I thought it before you too. <laughs> I thought it before you thought it before me. I have a mouse in my pocket. Oh, mouses, mice. <laughs> mouses is not a word. <laughs> so, believe oh, it or not, yeah. we're actually here to talk about idioms today. Oh, right, right. You, you might not ever believe that from listening to the first ten minutes of this podcast. But they're here. We got them right here. Sometimes you just need to converse, see what happens. A lot. A lot's going to happen here. It's not always great. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. So we're going to pick who goes first. Yep. Albert, I from the looks of it, he brought some broken Mega Millions game thing, jackpot thing. I was at the Goodwill looking for Roger's uh, birthday present. You got this thing at Goodwill? And I saw it, and it's a lottery predicting machine. Oh. So... You know, can we use it in real world? For two dollars, you could essentially just really make a lot of money if the mechanism wasn't broken. Well, it was at Goodwill for a reason. I thought people were just lazy. 
They just didn't want it anymore? Yeah. I mean, I, I would have just thrown that in the trash. So the fact that it made it to Goodwill is pretty impressive. Well, they probably tried to throw it in the trash, and then okay, the, good guy will, the Goodwill guy was like, oh, 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 He caught it before it hit the bottom of the trash can? Yeah. oh, oh, I like that guy. The guy that catches stuff before it goes in. His name is Goodwill. He's Goodwill. He's Goodwill. that's a good piece of trash right there. I'm Will. You're Goodwill, Goodwill. I love good that guy. Will. Yeah. Well, this song might end up being about Goodwill. We good should will. probably just skip right to the song. <laughs> Let's cut to the end. That's fine. I love Goodwill. <laughs> Not going to get any better. Just catching things uh, before they hit the bottom of the trash can. <laughs> I love that. He's got an eye for trash. <laughs> Some people do. Yeah. Trash pickers. Big, trash. It's big in Audubon. <laughs> yeah. So much trash. Um, oh, anyway, what we did here is so yeah, we got this lottery. We got this lottery picking ball, and uh, we're gonna have to work it manually because the mechanism is broken. Uh, Ryan and I each picked out uh, Mega Millions. We got some Mega Millions slips here, and uh, we filled out our numbers. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna roll six numbers, and we're gonna see whoever gets the most matches gets to go first today. Okay. All right. Roll them. Here we go. So this is a see-through plastic ball. I thought it was a bingo thing. Did they all come out already? It looks similar. All right, we got our first number, and it is 25. Oh, no. Boy, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to pick 25. Second number, 22. I uh, like I did not 22. pick that either. It's one of my roulette numbers. I'm starting to think if none, if of, none of them come out. Picked. We've got an eight. An eight. I did not pick an eight. Me neither. Neither did I. <laughs> there we go. A three. A three. Now, a three I did not pick. I've got a three. Oh, shit. Yes. Come oh, on, mama. Shocker of the century. It's about to win. <laughs> Ooh, a four. A so four. Close. Do not have a four. All right, so that's five numbers. We got one more. We agreed Could we were going to six. And we've got the big number 47. I did not pick a 47. All right, so so okay. I win with right. one match. <laughs> with the three. Was it a three? It was a three. Can you tell me why you picked a three? Well, I was going to ask what numbers you picked. Oh. I'll tell you. You asked me first. I did one, two, three. <laughs> and then I did uh, 58, 59, and 60. <laughs> I front loaded and I back loaded. Good idea. I don't. I yeah. I picked some of my old favorite TV channels from before cable existed. Oh, I know what these are going to be. Thirty three. Yep. Thirty five. Ooh. No. Didn't pick thirty five. I picked thirty three, and I picked twenty nine. Which was uh, that was before thirty three is cable. That's Nickelodeon. Right. Yeah, and then twenty nine was Fox. Right. Right. And fifty seven. Was uh, oh, shit. What was that? Well, I don't remember. UHV. That's not a thing, is VH1? it? VH1. No, it wasn't. No. UHF. No, no. VHF. UFO. UFO. What was that uh, weird owl movie? Oh, that was uh, UHF. There you go. Oh my god, I love. I love that too. God, if I hope it is because if I listen back and I'm like, you fucking <clears throat> idiot, it's not right. It's it's good. I picked. Uh, 13, 6, and 26 also. 13, 6, and 26? What was 26? I don't know. I just liked it. I oh, liked, that's okay. I like the look of it. Well, whatever. Whatever. I win. Big whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me about your idiom? Yeah. Right. Um, 
you know, on the ride over here. Ooh. Did you see that lightning? Oh, my God. Yeah, there was a tornado watch today in Philadelphia, New Jersey. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. It was crazy. And on the ride over here, I saw a big bolt of lightning, and it nearly scared the living daylights out of me. Oh, my God. That's the idiom. Yep. It's great. I yeah, I love I love the sound of it. Yeah, I mean that's a classic right there. It's got a good mouth feel. Scared the living daylights out of me. Yep. It does have a good mouth feel. Yeah. It feels good on the mouth. It rolls right out of the mouth. And it clicks on the back of the teeth a little bit too. Alright, when you uh, anyway, yeah, so uh when you the alright, so Scared diving, diving lip. Before you, Shit, before you go ahead and tell oh, me what you think it means, uh, another popular way to use it is that you're going to beat the living daylights out of someone. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the living daylight. Oh, you know, I've never yeah, really thought about this. Yeah. Living daylight. Me neither. Me neither. Wow. I think you're you're really bringing it bringing it on home these past few weeks, Al. Oh, really? Yeah. Get out of get out of here. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's. I appreciate it. All right. Well, when you're this, the living daylights get scared out of you. It's like you're, um, you get so so scared. <laughs> Jesus, I have no oh, idea. So very scared. <laughs> so very scared. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is what it is. Like so scared, you can't even handle it. Yeah. And if you beat the living daylights out of someone, it means getting beat to a pulp to your unconscious, I guess. Yeah. Because the light is like uh, consciousness. Sure. I, it's you are right there. Mm. Um, so to do the living daylights to <laughs> someone, you mm-hmm. know, like because you can use it in so you can use it in any way you really want. Yeah, like you're gonna eat the living daylights out of that cake. That, have you ever heard that before? No. Oh, okay. Um, or you're gonna kiss the living daylights out of someone. Yeah, out of that monkey. Yeah. So whatever it is, it's to do the specified thing to someone with great severity. All right. Um, and it's also a reference to the life force or the consciousness. Ooh. So that, like the, the living. Life force is a great sci-fi horror movie, too. Oh, yeah. You don't have to tell me about that. Alien, I've never seen it. Alien vampires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's na- there's the alien, one alien vampire is naked the whole time. <sighs> That's great. She sucks the life force out of people. It's like. like Typical women. <laughs> tell me about it. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to guess where it came from? Um, I, the origin. The that is. origin. Living daylights. Um, well, I mean, uh, right off the bat, I just think of, you know, when somebody's aware of something, they're enlightened. When somebody's in the dark, they oh, yeah. don't know what's happening. So to do anything where you're taking the living daylight out of someone is putting them in the dark. Um, but I can't, I know nothing comes to mind right away about where it comes from. Like when it was first used, um, I'm going to say, I don't know. That's okay. I'm, I, the whole time I was researching, I didn't think of the enlightened part and I like that. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, it's from the 18th century. 1700s. Yeah. All right. And, the daylights were actually a synonym for eyes. Oh. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me, but I didn't, I wouldn't have really just gone there. Right. All right. So 
The earliest reference that I was able to find with this is from the novel Amelia from 1752. Hmm. And here is the quote. It says, if the lady says another such words to me, damn me, I will darken her daylights. Whoa. So darken her daylights is way cooler, by the way. Yeah. So that's the. Can you, do you know who the author is of that book? You know, of course I fucking didn't write it down because we never. Because that's early for a novel. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it was English, right? Uh, like from like England. Oh, deep England, really. Yeah. <laughs> we are in the soup of England. <laughs> I've got it all. It's all there. Of course, I didn't fucking bring it on my note cards. <laughs> all right. So Amelia, though. Yeah, that's the name of it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to point out how it's a man saying that he's going mm. to beat up a woman. Well, that's no surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's horrible. Yeah. Men. Yeah. So Dark in the Daylights, that was uh, you know, a reference to the eyes. You could definitely go with the whole giving someone a black eye, knocking them out. That whole sort of good time. Yeah. Yeah. Great times. Yeah. Uh, So then in the 1800s, it started to lose its specific association with the eyes, and it kind of brought into a wider sense of, it referred to all the vital senses. Or that idea that we have now about it, like being the consciousness or any of that sort of jazz. So it it basically was used as like a, you were using it when you were describing a severe beating that you were going to give out. So uh, I have another quote here from 1842 in a poem called The Rebelliad. And it goes a little something like this. The people used to turn about and knock the ruler's daylights out. Hmm. Yeah. So it changes a little bit. And then the living part was just kind of added for emphasis later. Um, and I've got a, the oldest quote that I could find with this is from uh, 1890 from the Decatur Morning Review, which was a U.S. newspaper. I love that. I love reading excerpts from that. <clears throat> well, you're going to like this, the first word here. Jehoshaphat, I'm not going to be insulted by a miserable rabbit. (laughs) And then he started to club the living daylights out of the beast with his gun. Wow, there's, do you have context for that? Because that is bizarre. Uh, I didn't read the whole article, (laughs) but that was... uh, What is going on there? They're just like, you know, having a good time. That rabbit probably really... Yeah, you're right. I should have read the whole thing. (laughs) No, he shouldn't have. But who's the rabbit? Is he talking to an animal? Uh, and he beats the beast. No, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's talking to the rabbit. I think he's just like this rabbit's like outsmarting him, oh, and he's like, oh. very annoying. So yeah. then, then in- jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know that's so somebody's is really pummeling a rabbit down. So that's that's a shame. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of it. Yeah. You know, it just kind of, you know, like the living was... Well, I guess the interesting part of that is that, that it's like the synonym for your eyes. Well, that's Which the, makes sense now that you're saying it because yeah. even having your eyes open is being, you know, yeah. exposed to the light. Letting daylight in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, plus you, you hear references to like, oh, the light of her eyes. Like it just mm-hmm. definitely, if there's any part of the body that seems like it's lighted, it's the Lit. peepers. Yeah. You it's know? the peepers. Yeah. So you got to knock those out every once in a while. Lit peepers. you got to stop people staring at us. <laughs> Someone's staring. Uh, all right. So I want to go to, we have an alternative meeting for, for daylights. And uh, it's also something that you could have used for the space in a glass between the liquor and the brim of a glass. Hmm. So, you know, like you get a shot or a 
pint or whatever and then whatever's left at the top there that little bit of yeah. space because you don't fill it all the way up not usually um that's called the daylights oh and there was an old toast and there was also a guy that was the toast master and i was wondering like is that a full-time job because it sounds pretty good yeah but the the toast that i think we got to bring back we got to <sighs> use it for us would be this no daylights nor heel taps and then everybody takes the drink but you got to ask yourself, what's the heel tap? Yeah, what is the heel tap? Well, I'm going to give you yeah, that. Yeah, The heel tap is a peg in the heel of a shoe that can be taken out when it's finished. So like, um, you know, like if you have a pair of nice shoes that you like and you wear down the rubber on the bottom, sure. you, could, um, you could take it off and put on a new heel tap. So it's still a good shoe. All right. So uh, the heel tap would be what would was another word for the heel tap was also um, any liquor that was left in a glass after you did the toast. Oh, so like somebody's like, I, like I just want a little sip. And then, yeah. and then the toastmaster, if he noticed you, he'd be like, take off your heel tap, you knave, you yeah. cur. So finish your drink. Yeah, finish your drink. Oh, we do need to bring that back. Yeah, so, and then I drew a picture of yeah, the daylights and the heel oh, yeah. <laughs> So right? I mean, it looks like the bottom Very, little bottom rubber yep. part of the thing, right? Straightforward, simple uh, drawing right here. I mean, but isn't that great? Like, we yeah. have a new, we have a new thing we could do now. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, um, I got one other little thing here. I figure it was going with the daylights thing. Yeah. So there are some other fun ways to be violent with the word <laughs> daylights. Yeah. How so? And uh, you can either let or knock the daylight into someone. You could be like, I'm going to let daylight into them. Oh, I never heard that. Uh huh. And another way to say that same thing is, uh, I'm going to let daylight into the vittling department. What's a vittling department? Depart- yeah. Well, it's vittle, vittle is food. It's an old word for oh, food. Right. Uh, and you can also say, I'm going to let daylight into the luncheon reservoir. What the fuck? And what it's referencing is putting a hole in someone's gut. Oh. Uh, especially with a, uh, like by stabbing or shooting, uh, especially if it's fatal. Yeah. So I'm going to let daylight into you. I mean, you're going to open Shot gonna, to the belly. Yeah, you're opening them That's up. and like, good. Yeah. So you got to let them in where all that food's at. So. That's a slow bleed right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wait, is that, is that all you got? I mean, I, I have more because I was I, I was thinking this. I was like, okay, I get it. But why daylights? Why eyes? Why dark? And I'm like, where is this all really coming from? You know? Yeah. Did you find anything? Well, so I was like, okay. Like, why do we associate light with eyes? I mean, I get the obvious thing. Yeah, right. That baby's wet. The light <laughs> Ew, bounces yeah. off it. And it's eyes a little, are wet. Yeah, they really, they you are. Know, speaking of wet eyes in Japan... You know, there's like an outbreak oh, I, of... I can barely stop talking about wet eyes in Japan. <laughs> yeah, We're going to get off the plane. We're going to be like, wet eyes! <laughs> there's like an outbreak of eye herpes in Japan right now because there's this Japanese mm-hmm. like, said rock it once, band. I said it a thousand times. In their music video, they like licked each other's eyeballs as like Holy a sexual crap. fetish thing. And then all these like Japanese kids saw it and they're like, we're going to start doing that. So all these kids are looking at each other's eyeballs and they're getting like these horrible diseases and yeah. You know, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I suggested that, uh, 
we do that to one of my ex-girlfriends. Oh my once. god, are you serious? Like you know when you have like a um, <laughs> like you know when you have like a thought that's just like just shoots in your head and you're like say it or don't. And I was yeah. like I'll say it. Yeah. I want to lick your eyeball. And I I'd, I'd like to um make it clear she was my ex-girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Like it's not like we were still together right, at the right. time. And uh, her response was, I don't think my boyfriend would like that. (laughs) (laughs) And that really fucking happened. And I have, you know, like I had to say that because no one's ever said lick eyeballs. Oh, yes. They, uh, Bob's Burgers once said it. Oh, really? He's like, oh, I remember they they were chaperones at the dance. He's like, I think that kid licked the other kid's eyeball. (laughs) So I think that's why it popped in my head at the time. Interesting, Al. Yeah. Thank you for confessing that. Maybe it wasn't a confession. I mean, it just feels really good to be empty now. Yeah. <laughs> so empty. Um, well, if you ever ask me, um, I'll probably I'll probably reject you at first. But, but then uh, I could wear you down. You can wear me down. Okay. We, I mean, we have a 14-hour plane ride on Tuesday, so. Oh, I'm going to get you. Yeah, By the time we touch down <laughs> on Japanese soil, that eyeball will be licked and herpified. <laughs> And I expect the same in return. All right. So go on with your card. (laughs) All right. Well, so this was just, this was me trying to figure out where this all came from. Uh, So I, I looked up, I was like other synonyms for eyes, you know, and this one popped up that was the word glim with a, with a double M. I've never heard that. All right. So that was in the 18th century. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is around the time that daylights. Yeah. Right. So go back a little bit. In the 17th century, glim with one M was a dark lantern used by thieves. Mm, How that. good does that sound? I mean, just that phrase, yeah. dark lantern used, used by, by thieves. thieves. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, it, it went on to mean a candle or any light source. So I was like, hmm, okay. Glim, eyes, you know, candle, light, mm-hmm. uh, darken the daylights. Yeah, the right, original, right? Right, right, right. <clears throat> so... Uh, you know, darken the lantern if you're out, sne- you know, sneak in like with the lantern, you yeah. know, you want to put them out. Uh, if you go back a little bit earlier uh, in the 17th century, there was glim, sometimes spelled with a Y, uh, meant just a look or a glimpse. And then if you go back, even oh, a little, I get it now. yeah, and go back even a little further, uh, there was some discrepancy. It kind of could be either one glimpse or glimmer both came about in about the 14th century. And they both meant at first to shine brightly, mm-hmm. but then they both met, w- went on to mean to shine dimly. Hmm. So you get these this idea, glimpse, glimmer, and then you know I see. the glim, the eyes, the the daylights darkening them to punch some ladies' lights out. You know, I get it? it the, yeah. So that was just like a little sleuth. Sleuthing, I did. Sleuthing, I and I think I think it makes sense to me. Well, we are the idiom sleuths. You know we are. We're the slimiest sleuths in town. <laughs> slimiest sleuths in town. I like that. But we're half price. Half price. So what do you want, really? A free price. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have a couple quick fun facts because if you want them, or I can throw them out. Give me the best fun facts. Well, then I'm going to give you the one that I know you're going to like. In 1987, there was a James Bond film called Mm. The Living Daylights, which reawakened the usage of the term. Mm. And I know you're a big Bond fan, so you ever seen that one? The Living Daylights? No. Apparently, he's extra like dejected in this one. He's like very somber, and he's he's playing a sniper. So I like that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. 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 It's pretty good. You have another one on there you want to share with me? Am I am I only allowed to do one more? I mean, you can do as many as you want. It's not like there's a time limit. Okay. There's a time limit. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. 
because I, I wasn't sure if I was going to mention the whole Glim slew thing. So while I was looking it up, I uh, came up with this, this, this man popped up and it was, uh, I'm calling him handsome James Glim. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's a, uh, he was an American mathematician this and has nothing to do with former anything, president right? of uh, the American mathematical society. Okay. And he made many contributions to pure and applied mathematics. And the reason that I wanted to talk about him is because uh, he looks like an old timey Mark Ruffalo. Oh, okay. That's probably your biggest deviation from an idiom <laughs> history I've ever heard. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> handsome James Glenn. Handsome James Glenn, like that guy. Mm. That guy is cool. He's no good will. I'll tell you what. You look him up later and yeah. you see the image that pops up, you would have trouble not talking about it. All right. Him. Could everyone just pause the podcast right here? Google on your phones, your laptops, your desktop computers. Uh, handsome James Glim. Well, if you put handsome, that might mess you up. That, I inserted handsome. <laughs> I've been handsome James Glim, and uh, his family is going to find that the most hits of his, oh, yeah. his existence oh, yeah. will, are about to happen right now. Yeah. Like, wow, he, all of a sudden, our great-grandfather is getting a lot of hits. Well, and here's the thing. He's not old. That. He's not old-timey enough to not still be alive our new is. father he's 83 our brand new father is he's, getting all, all the hits he's a me. living legend right now all right. well let's start a youtube channel dedicated to all of his work okay okay <laughs> okay okay and uh we'll see what happens yeah all right thank you al thank you can i shake your hand let's see what we got there okay oh, all right that was good. good all right all right well um let's delve into the second idiom then all right. Should we do an effect? Yeah. Um, any ideas? Um, what if we just keep going, like, saying two back and forth and then put a bunch of, like, delay on it? I'm okay with that. Two, 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 like, two, 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 Sorry, that, that's probably good enough. Glim. That's going to sound uh, great. I think the kids will love it. The Glim Reaper. All right. I need to um, I need to preface this with something. I really wanted to wait for our dear friend Chris Cardillo for this one. I just, I know he's not going to be here before I leave for Barcelona. So in his honor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the idiom to eat crow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which you probably looked up a little bit about. At some point, I I actually haven't. I just uh, I kind of have a general idea of what I think it means. All right, so cool. I never really looked up. You know, I never touched any of the crow stuff because we talked about crows so much. Yeah, crows yeah. are. I mean, that is a for Albert and I. I mean, we just like. I mean, we. I don't know even know how to explain it, but we just talk about crows a lot. We use crow yeah. symbolism a lot. Uh, like our our uh, our road trip names often have something to do with crows. Yeah, I don't know we're just into them. I don't know where it really all started. I mean, we I mean there's like black birds. I mean, so. we've always liked dark shit. Yeah. So I mean, even since we were kids. So liking yeah. a, a dark, crow, I mean, a black crow yeah. is. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe raven stuff. I mean, ravens sure. and crows. Ravens One, and crows, like they seem like almost the same. Like thing. they're the same fucking thing, right? right? I mean, I mean, ravens are bigger, but. That is cool. They're mean. They're mean and lean. We uh, 
we hung out under a, a raven's nest <laughs> for did. a long day. That's true. In uh, Yellowstone. And man, there is nothing like sitting on the river, watching the ravens just dive bomb over and over all day long. Yeah, that feels real nice. There's nothing like it. So anyway, um, this one's dedicated to Chris, and I knew you'd appreciate it just because what's cooler than a crow? Um, do you know what? To eat crow means. I always think of the Tom, there's a Tom Waits song again. I think he, by the way, I think he reads idiom books and slang books and just incorporates shit into his lyrics. Pretty sure he just invented most yeah, idioms. That's probably yeah. more accurate. <laughs> um, yeah. What does to eat crow mean? So what I think to eat crow means is when you kind of have to go and admit a mistake that you you know that you did and you're like oh, i gotta go eat some crow like choke down like say i'm sorry yeah and you're like ashamed yeah definitely my, my yeah, dad kind of explained that to me once a long time ago and yeah if you say something and then you realize later that you're wrong and you're like god damn it i gotta i gotta go eat crow tail and, between and your legs admit that i was wrong yeah yeah so that's i i think that using that's a great the best phrase like oh yeah god damn it time to eat crow Yep. This is pretty cool. It's too bad we're never wrong, though, so I don't get the chance to do it very no, often. No, but we should be hearing people saying it to us more often. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel, I think. Yeah, line up, everyone. Time right. to eat <laughs> crow. <laughs> line um, it up. This Sunday, we'll be setting up a table. <laughs> <laughs> so you can come and pay yeah. homage. At 3rd and Wharton. We're going to be in Jefferson Square Park in Philadelphia. We're going to have a little booth set up. If you just need to eat crow with us, you come by, you tell us what you got wrong and we got right. Yeah. We should actually set that table up. Charge $5. Dude, so I'm down. What, what, what did you just say? What date? Saturday? Uh, Saturday. Perfect. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, mm-hmm. What's We're going to go out there at, did you say noon? I didn't say noon, but yeah, did you say noon. 11? <laughs> did you say 10? <laughs> yeah, 10 a.m. What time did you say? At uh, noon. At uh, noon. Everybody, yeah. you know, listen, listen on Friday. Come see us. We'll have a couple of thrones set up. A couple of thrones. Um, we're going to be way higher than you. We're going to be sitting very high. Oh, we'll be lording. You'll, I mean, have, you'll have to look up up to us to eat crow. Yeah. But um, 12 o'clock, Jefferson, I think it's Jefferson Square Park, but it's on 3rd and Washington. If you have done something wrong and we were the right ones, you come and, you come and see us and tell us. That's great. Even if you know if you've, if you've never met us, that's fine too. If you've ever had a thought, you're like, oh, I wonder... Nope, they're right. Yep. You come and eat crow. That's fine. And a few, we're going to, everyone's going to put a, pull a number, and then we're actually going to feed you one crow. Yes. That will have died of natural causes, because I would never kill a crow. Never. You you can't kill a crow. I don't think they're, I don't think they die. (laughs) No. (laughs) I think they're just kind of immortal. Yeah, they're, don't they, uh, they carry souls over to the afterlife, right? Yeah, so they're not not going to die. Worrying about death. No. no. All right, so where do you think um, eating crow comes from? Jim Crow. Jim, oh, Jim Crow laws. Yeah. Oh. T- tell me about it. Well, you know that classic case. Yeah. <laughs> People are saying a lot after that. All right, so... I'm not sure. Laws that were... Um, what do you think Super racist. <laughs> yes. Doesn't have anything to do with that. Okay. All right, you want to take another guess? Eating crow. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking like a crow doesn't make a very good meal. So maybe when times are tough, you have to try to catch and eat a crow and you're just like choking it down. You're like, this sucks. Oh, I should have been a better person. That's you're right. Um, 
right wrong. You're right wrong. You're right wrong because there's several different possibilities where this idiom came from. And one's possibly that. One of them is that. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That should never... we have like a celebration music? Yeah. Let's uh, let's see. We'll, right. we'll do it here. Okay. Wow, Albert. Wow. I am so impressed with you. Let's just. I... Wow, that's really wow, celebratory I'm, I'm music. So good. Oh, that, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Good thank job, you. man. Um, yeah, one of the. I'll just start with the one that you just said. Um, to literally eat crow is traditionally seen as being distasteful. So, I mean, because they're uh, carrion birds. Oh, yeah, because they eat the dead. They eat the dead. It would be like eating a buzzard or a rat, basically. Yeah. So even in Anglo-Saxon times and Middle Age times, um, it was it would be like a humiliating sort of thing to have to eat a crow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. Like, you know, if you're eating something that eats dead things all the time, it's like... Yeah. Right. Also, you're like leaving, like on a battlefield, you would leave the corpses behind for the ravens. Yeah. And then to eat that would be just like too twisted. Oh, yeah. It's because like you're eating your own brothers in arms, right? Yeah. Right. Because they're associated with battlefields a lot of times because after the dead were just sitting there for, I mean, like. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They would just all start to fall, you know, fall upon the, the bodies and just pick away. So, yeah, if you think about, like, people, like, hanging from, you know, like, the Middle Ages, like, hanging, like, die, like their dead bodies. Sure. You know, you always see, like, crows kind of picking at their eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. So, well, anyway, then eating that would be disgusting to right. do, right? Yeah, because you're eating the thing that's eating the dead stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, this is one of those idioms where there isn't a very specific origin. There's mm-hmm. just a couple ideas. Um, so, that's one of them where it's just, like, super simple, like... But I don't. But I don't see the connection between eating something distasteful and then having to go back and saying I was wrong, right? Unless maybe you know someone catches you eating something distasteful and you're like, oh, I was wrong for for doing that. <laughs> I should not have. I, I am that. ashamed of the crow. I didn't think anyone would see me. Right? Yeah, I guess that would be the <laughs> that's probably what that would mean. Um, so w- one theory is that it started in 1850. There was a uh, sort of this like comic story that was being passed around mm-hmm. um, about this really stupid farmer from New York. Who was... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, the whole thing's not that funny, but it was this like stupid guy. He's like, I can eat anything. <laughs> and like his boarders, the people that he was staying with, like, they made him a meal one night, and he complained. He's like, this is horrible, and I can eat anything. And like, yeah, can you eat crow? And he's like, I can eat crow. <laughs> so they fed him crow, but they also put scotch snuff in there, which is like burn-up tobacco. And he ate it, and he said, I can eat crow, but I'd be darned if I hanker after it. <laughs> so... So, that's one possible I get origin. it you know you're stupid so you gotta go eat crow okay right <laughs> like ah, oh, I'm an asshole sorry I said that um, and a popular one that I found which like can't be verified has to do with the war of 1812 um, when an American soldier uh, apparently shot a crow across the border so like where it was like the British line was shot a crow and this British soldier witnessed it and they, he like confronted him, somehow tricked him out of his gun, got his gun, and <laughs> forced him to literally eat a bite of the crow that he shot. Okay. And then 
the American soldier tricked him back and then made him <laughs> eat the rest of the crow. Okay. So it was like, it was, it was wrong. I would love to see the whole, uh, the method of the tricking. Yeah, that, that is information like, that's not look there. Look over there. <laughs> Got your gun. Eat that like, crow. I'm like, all right, I'll eat the crow. All right, what, what's that over there? Who? <laughs> all right, eat the rest of that crow. You Dang got- it. <laughs> you just used my trick. <laughs> That's the I British. should have known better. For some reason, the British officer has a southern accent. <laughs> you just used my trick. I'm from Britain. <laughs> so oh, I'm from Britain. Oh, I'm from Britain. That crow tastes bad. <laughs> and that's actually the perfect segue into um, another idiom, which is related to that, which is uh, to eat humble pie. Ooh. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. I've heard it. So... And that's an English phrase uh, where we would say eat crow, which is distinctly American. Mm -hmm. Um, To eat humble pie is an English phrase. And umbles were the intestines and other less valued meals of a deer. Okay. So I guess in the way, like, you know, it would be served to the lesser classes. Yeah. So it's similar to eating a crow. That's all I can afford. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, And they think that uh, that was first used from uh, Charles Dickens' Pickwick Papers. So he was writing a lot about that. Cool. And uh, I guess the only other thing I'll... Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Yes, Actually, yes, I'll eat yes. my hat. Was oh, first yeah. Charles Dickens in the Pickwick Papers. Because that I was originally going to do I'll eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> which which essentially, I am into that. essentially means the same thing. But that, that came from 1836 in, in Charles Dickens thing where a character goes, if I knew as little of life as that, I'd eat my hat and swallow the buckle whole. Oh, right. Oh, I like the buckle part. Yeah. So there's all these, these different idioms that kind of are in the same family, like eat humble pie, eat my hat, eat crow. They all essentially mean the same thing. Yeah. And... Uh, Really, the oldest version of that is one of the the proverbs, um, or from the psalm, about eating one's words. So God oh. eateth not his words when he hath once spoken, which is from one of the psalms. So that's you know sure. So it all kind of comes back down to that, like eating your words, eating crow, eating humble pie, eating your hat. <laughs> They're all kind of in the same family. There, you should mix it all together. You know, mix the, yeah. the intestines, the, the crow, crow put the it hat in the in hat, there. boil it up, yeah, and cauldron. put it on your head, right. shoot yourself in the face, <laughs> <laughs> call it a day. Right. Um, so that's that. That's the uh, the eating crow thing. I know we've got some other crow idioms to eventually cover, but I wanted to just knock that one out. I like it. It's and eating out. your hat's pretty funny, too. <laughs> it's It's funny to eat a hat. Yeah, the image of eating a hat is the, is way funnier than the other ones. Maybe we should have a challenge. Ooh. The hat eating challenge. That, we could do it in the park. That, <laughs> also, at 1230, <laughs> we will, after the uh, the eating crow procession, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll also eat hats. Rock, paper, scissors, see who has to eat a hat. Yes. Yes. And unless we one of us can trick the other into eating the hat. Yes. Um, you know. Through War of eighteen twelve, uh, look trick over tactics. there. Eat this hat. <laughs> <laughs> look over there. Eat this hat. I'll probably fall for it. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, cool. So that's it on my end. Um, any last words, Albert? Mm, I, I, that sounds that sounds about it. It all sounds pretty good. Yeah. Well, you know about our Instagram. Um, 
Getting a lot of weird follows on there. By the way, I just need to say this. Adam Carolla Still. of The Man Show. I mean, he likes 40% of our posts. Adam, just give us a repost. Do you know what you would be doing for us? Well, I have a feeling that... I don't care if it's not him. It's either a robot I don't or... care. They can do that now. I, this is weird because it's not everyone. So I would feel like, all right, if it's a robot, every single post is getting hit. But it's just like, it's like, you know, some, most of them. You know what we got to do? Some we gotta, of them. We got to get out there. We got to mm-hmm. we gotta quit our jobs. Ooh. Stake them out. Stake them out. For a long time. Take a long, hard look. Yeah. And have him crawl and see yeah. see what his deal is. And then we'll make him eat some Adam Crowell. <laughs> Good. You better follow every episode. And we also haven't heard any uh, from anyone about if you know John Ham's babysitter or maid or private driver. We're trying to get in touch with John Ham. Yeah. So and get uh, on that. Yeah, you can email us at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. Yep. Any information you have would be very useful. Because um, we just want to hear him say don't be an idiom. And then we're going to just kind of, we're on an episode of just 40 minutes of him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably make that ourselves. Let's do it right now. <laughs> we'll just watch Mad Men and just piece together where he says don't be un... And he, I probably, love it. He's probably calling someone an idiot at some point. Yeah. And then, um, you know, uh, yes, like, we'll just yes. like all cut it together. All right. That's it. We'll do that. All right. Great. We'll okay. figure it out. So we'll just next couple hours. We'll do that. All right, people. So for two weeks, we are not going to be in America. We're going to be in Japan. So hopefully we'll have, um, a, like a, a couple, like an episode 16 and episode 17. They might be a little bit shorter, like maybe like 15 or 20 minutes or something. Um, but we're going to try to record those this week and get them to you. If that doesn't happen, Make your own. Let's see you do it. Yeah. Let's see you do three podcast episodes in a week. Yeah. Jesus, what are you? What I, I mean, what do you expect from us? Yeah, you're eating crow, not us. <laughs> Don't try to flip this. Don't flip this on us. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. It's it's been really nice doing the podcast. So it's been if really you're still nice. if you're still listening, thanks a lot. Also, if we crash in the plane, yeah, this will be the last. Well, maybe the other. The other two will not right. ever, because I won't be able to post them. If we're lost, like that show, Lost. Yeah, the show, the show Lost. You know, you're going to hear our voices for a couple episodes. Well, no, we're, no, no. We're gone. Albert, no, because I'd have to post those once we get into Japan. Oh. So we not, we'll never make it there. So I this will be the last. set up like a bot. No, the idea is that, that if our plane crashes, no, there's no robot. I don't, I can't do that. I need to do it manually. All right, you hear that, folks? We are doing it manually. <laughs> so if you don't hear our voices every single Friday, something has gone wrong. Terribly wrong. Yes. And send the search parties. Look send them it. out. Send them out immediately. Um, all right. Until next week, don't, don't be an idiom. Be an idiom. Don't do it. Don't do it. Was that too grim to end like that? Now you want to do a funny one? Until next time, don't be an idiot! Rags to riches Trash to treasure Garbage dinner Goodwill forever!
bank Have a midnight trash sack jack Good. 